Hey everybody, podcast engineer Randall Lawrence here to let you know real quick that this episode of Control Yourself is brought to you by Audible. With Audible, you can download thousands of titles straight to your phone, PC, tablet, whatever it may be. And here to tell you that Joanne and I are going to take care of your first book for you. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash control, just like this podcast is control yourself audibletrial.com forward slash control will get your first book for you the rest of them you do have to pay for but like i said we're gonna get that first one for you audibletrial.com forward slash control enjoy the show control yourself And he's like, should we just yell at everyone tonight? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Clap! Okay, cool. <laughs> Works out. It's fine. Uh, we already did the Have You Been Here Before, Have You Not? It's always 50-50. That's awesome. For three years running, it's like 50-50. It's dope. Um, there are some seats up front, if you guys. There's a whole row. There's four of them. There's an empty hat. There's just one hat. Is that your hat, sir? <laughs> it is? It's your hat? Your hat needs a whole fucking chair? Okay. All right, well, if someone's ass wants that chair, I'm sure we can ask the hat to move. Ass hat. Did you guys get that connection? Okay. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> so did you guys... Uh, I heard there was a football game during the Lady Gaga concert tonight. <laughs> yeah? Meh? I didn't see any of it. I um, was a good citizen and watched Barry on Netflix. <laughs> Anyone see that? Yeah? I can't, it's just, this girl raises her hand. I can't, all I saw was emotion. I have no idea what, it's black in here. Um, Barry, it's, it's Netflix original. Netflix has taken a little bit too many liberties, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, the, it was boring as fuck. It was pretty much just like, Barack Obama tried to date a white girl and it didn't work out. Like, that's, that's what the whole movie's about. But I was like, interesting, what's that? It was boring. But the guy, the guy that played it, if you watch it, you know how, like, you guys, you know, watch people that try to do Barack Obama impressions, like, trying to get his speech that way? This guy was playing, he's hot as fuck, and he was playing young Barack Obama, like, college Barack, but he was, he was talking like Barack, and like, it was interesting, whatever. It takes you out of the moment a lot. It's like semi-good acting. Okay, fun. I just call the show Control Yourself because I just had to come up here and bullshit with you guys. And then there's a great show that follows me. So that's fun. It's real credit worthy. Um, I, I saw on Twitter, though, a lot of people were upset about this fucking game. It's football Sunday. Sun, f- football's over. I think that's the celebration, mostly. Right? People are, it's like, it's like, finally the end is in sight. And then, you know, um, 
I don't mean to brag, but uh, no, I don't need to tell you that. Who cares? <laughs> I was, well, now I have to, I guess. I was just going to say, I was in a football commercial, like a Super Bowl commercial, and they say, it was just a 30-second ad, and they say, like, don't ever read the comments, and I was like, for 30 seconds, whatever, I'll read it. And no, don't do that. <laughs> Most of them were positive, but the ad was like a football thing where I was in one jersey and then a love interest was in another jersey and we clashed because I was, it's for secret deodorant. It's like, hey, are you stressed out? Just say no to men all the time. And I was like, yes, yeah, sign me up. I'm perfect for that role. So I nailed it nationally and, and got that commercial. Uh, but the, but this one gal, it, it's always girl on girl crime. Why is it always girl on girl crime? It's fucking always girl on girl crime. This girl goes, <laughs> clearly he can do better. I know, never read the comments. So I just wrote, oh, really? <laughs> like underneath that. And she got 179 likes and I got two. So. But I have a paycheck, so fuck her. You know, it's fine. Um, I, I lied. Did, you, did anyone watch the Super Bowl today? Oh my God! Yeah, did you hear that podcast? Dead fucking silence. There's what? 150 people in this room in Portland, Oregon, and just everyone went quiet. This is why we live here, right? Oh, that made my heart happy. I did see one dude's hand go up, just like I did. You are the minority, sir. Your season's done. Okay, well then I won't do the rest of that stuff that I prepared because we don't. It's not relevant anymore. <laughs> That's dope. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm fighting a cold and the number one rule of comedy is like if you're sick, don't talk to anybody. But here I am into a microphone. Um, does anyone else have that stupid it's like going around right like the whole country I called my mom in Wisconsin I was like are you hacking up a lung too she's like yeah I was like weird the carrier pigeon give this to you what's happening um, but did you do you guys what's honest to god you can I'm, this is more TED talking I need a TED talk right now on how to remedy I don't have health insurance what do I do Hot toddies aren't working for my sore throat anymore. I just was, I heard the word whiskey and I was like, whiskey, hot water, that's all I'm gonna do. And 10 days later, here I am still. Does, does anyone have an idea? Not drinking enough, I guess. I mean, like I kind of black out at night, but I'm alone. So it's like, fine. I mean, I think that's the point. I think that's what, like, they're like, you Google home remedies, and they're like, just black out, and then you'll sleep. And you're like, okay. Okay, well, whatever. That was, I'm trying to do crowd work, and every time I try to do crowd work, that's, like, part of it. Also, you're supposed to, like, as a comic, work on crowd work, and I try to do that in this room, and everyone's, like, scared or something. And we're like, no, we're not going to talk back to you. You'll make fun of us. Because I am in control. <laughs> Change your furnace filter. That is something that I don't know how to do. <laughs> Change your furnace filter. That sounds like I need a husband first. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. I can do that. I'll do that. DIY, get a husband. <laughs>
my furnace is in the basement. My landlord lives there. I'll talk to him. <laughs> He's married. <laughs> He's married. I don't. It's a, that's a really complicated story that we don't need to get into. <laughs> we came to this comedy show and this girl just talked about her landlord's love life. It was weird. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, though, I was super. I was sick all the time. I had really big tonsils, which is like not a bragging point, but kind of. But like super big tonsils, like the biggest. <laughs> But I use them to my advantage because I'm smart as fuck, even since a toddler, right? Um, but when I was in, I was, I would always get like a sore throat, and I'd always get like, like, um, what do you call it, pus on your tonsils? Gross, right? I know we're gonna go there. But I would do that all the time, so I'd get out of school. So I'd be like, Mom, I'd wake my mom up, like, I don't feel good. She's like, Go back to bed, and I'm like, Thanks. And then I would just stay home and watch Carol Burnett all day. Yeah, totally. And so one day I was like, I don't want to go to sixth grade ever. Just didn't want to do it. So I discovered I would listen to Love Line at night, right? Anyone else? Love Line at night, yeah. And then you put the night timer on so it would, it would turn off, but then I'd put my alarm on before my mom would get up, and I'd go upstairs, and I'd grab saltine crackers, and I'd chew them up, and I'd put them on a tweezers, and I would strategically put saltine crackers on my tonsils so it looked like pus. And then, I'd get a, and then I wouldn't swallow, and I'd get a flashlight, and I'd walk up to my mom sleeping in her bed. I'm like, Mom, my throat hurts. Is there pus on my tonsils? And I'd hand her the flashlight preemptively, and she'd shine it and look down my throat, and they'd just be covered with white little dots. And she's like, yeah, you don't go, you go back to bed. And then I would get to stay home and watch Carol Burnett again, all day. God, I'm a genius. Um, fun, that was just a fun fact. Okay. We don't have jokes today. Okay. Um, <laughs> now I'll leave you guys with this. Um, I recently, the, the State of the Union is real scary, man. Oh, real fucked up. Um, I was think, trying to think of a poll that I could do. Did anyone in here vote for Trump? <laughs> silence. Perfect. Dead silence. There you go. You know what I mean? I was trying to do that Super Bowl reenactment thing again, but with a different premise. Okay. Um... <laughs> I did fall in love with humanity recently, though, um, and I'll share that story with you as a little bit of nugget of hope before we keep this show rolling. Um, I was on the 72 bus. Anyone fuck with the 72? Hell yeah. It's in this hood. Um, I was on the 72, and it was, it was, it was a snow day, and, it was, and it, it was like the only bus running in town, it felt like, and everyone's packed in there like sardines, you know? And, and it was just really uncomfortable, and everyone's just trying to get home, and it was just wet in that like wet dog smell, but coming off of humans, you know, like that, <laughs> kind of like emulating everywhere, and you're just doing everything you can to hold your breath not to vomit. Like that is how this bus ride was going, except for this one gentleman up front just wiling out, just throwing bows left and right. He's just having the time of his life on this bus, right? At one point, he goes, "Fuck you, Mark!" And just like he's going, <laughs> but like. Bus was in motion, you know what I mean? There's no mark outside the window. There wasn't even a mark on the bus because he wasn't like, nah, fuck you, Jerry. Like nothing happened. But he's just going hard in the paint. And it's making everyone uncomfortable because there's not enough room to be doing that right now, sir. 
but he's not slowing down and then this gentleman across from me takes the reins for the entire bus and he goes sir will you please calm down we're just trying to get home and here's where the self-proclaimed crackhead does not calm down okay <laughs> the self-proclaimed crackhead goes I will not calm down because would a crackhead have this? And he reaches in his pocket. And at this moment, everyone on the bus like audibly gasps, like, <gasps> because you don't know what a crackhead has in his pocket, right? Snakes pudding, we don't fucking know. But he's just like reaching in. And everyone's like, oh. You know that kind of gasp you do when like you're on a first date with someone and it's going really well, but then they stand up and you notice they're wearing Skechers and you're like, <gasps> no. It was like that kind of gasp. <laughs> and so he's like this. And I noticed that he's reaching for a chain wallet. And I was like, what, you rob a Spencer Gifts? What are you fucking doing? You know? But he's like right in there. And he goes, would a crackhead have this? And he shows everyone. He reaches for his wallet and shows everyone his bus pass. And he's like, I'm certified. I'm certified. Fuck you, Mark. Just like keeps going. Just in a world of his own. And everyone's like, okay, you know, like done. That was close. But he's still just going hard in the paint. So again, the gentleman takes the reins for the group and he goes, sir, um, congratulations. Um, will you please just take it down a notch? We are just trying to get home. Self-proclaimed crackhead does not take it down a notch. He kicks it up 10, right? Because he says the scariest thing I've ever heard one human being say to another human being. He says, I will not calm down because I would love for a black man to shoot me right now. emotional roller coaster that none of us fucking signed up to be on and right at the height of the moment this woman sitting next to this gentleman without skipping a beat she just goes white boy take one step closer and I was like oh thank god oh a woman's in charge okay Woo, I can breathe easy now so I have to look over to see my new hero. And as I look, this woman is just locking eyes with this dude, opens her jacket, baby girl's packing. And I'm like, a woman with a gun? Yes! Like, I have never been more excited in my life. You're half on board. Okay, hear me out. I have never wanted a human being to shoot another human being more than I did in that exact moment. Because I guarantee you that if this woman would have shot this self-proclaimed crackhead, I guarantee you that when the cops would have come to interview everyone on the bus, every single person, no matter race, no matter gender, no matter sketchers, every single person would have been like, officer, I didn't see anything. <laughs> and that is the definition of community. Do you know what I mean? That is an America that I want to live in. You guys ready to keep the show going? Yeah, awesome, fuck yes. You guys are always such an amazing crowd. This is gonna be so much fun, you made the right choice. Uh, your first comic coming to the stage is so excited that they're here. Um, such a friend of the newcomer on the scene, but just killing it all around town. And you guys are gonna love him just as much as everyone else does. Put your hands together for Mr. Mohanad El Sheki, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. So I, uh, I, uh, I moved to this country th three years ago from uh, Benghazi, Libya. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Like, do, do you just hate Hillary that much? Is that why? Do you watch the news? Anyway, speak about timing. What a great time to move to this country. Wow. You guys are killing it. Mm, democracy. Hey, uh, how does it feel to have an Arab guy mocking your democracy? Yeah. That should tell you something. Wow, this place uh, became like home now, which is great. Not really, though. I love Portland. It's, uh, it's an okay city, and... Uh, <laughs> the other day I was, uh, I was with a friend, and we were at the park blocks, and we were speaking in Arabic. And this guy, who's a preacher, comes to us, and he's like, uh, Hey, you too, are you from the Middle East? I was like, no, I'm from Libya, which is in North Africa, completely different. <laughs> and he's like, no, sounds Middle Eastern to me. Which is not how geography works. <laughs> Shouldn't sound to you. I'm like, okay, no problem. I'm from the Middle East. What do you need here? And he's like, no offense, buddy, but I think everything that came to the US from the Middle East should just go back to the Middle East. And I was like, everything? And he's like, yes, everything that came to the US from the Middle East should just go back to the Middle East. I'm like, okay, no problem. So we're going back. We're taking the Middle Eastern food carts. We're taking the hummus. And uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah. How about that? I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's one of us. And the guy was super mad. He was like, no, Jesus was white. No, no. <laughs> if Jesus was white, his privilege would have saved him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if you read the book, he doesn't make it. <laughs> he dies, I'm sorry. It was the Romans or the Jews, depending on how racist you feel tonight. Okay, let's speak about something completely different. Speak about music, okay. Can I ask you a question? One of you. What's the worst boy band that you know? Okay. The correct answer was all of them, but that works too. See, I'll tell you the three that I hate, starting by the ones I hate the most, okay? So the Jonas Brothers, One Direction, and uh, Isis. Uh, I don't like them. I don't like their work. I know some of you are looking at me like, hey buddy, one of these groups is so different from the two others. I know I'm not stupid. One Direction was not America's mistake. <laughs> yeah. You gotta admit, this is a genius joke. <laughs> My fucking favorite. If you think you hate ISIS, imagine being Al-Qaeda somewhere in a cave, watching ISIS thrive on TV, and being like, fucking millennials. With their fancy cameras and shit. My previous uh, roommate name was uh, Gion. 
which is an Italian name that stands for God is great. God is great. There's no punchline here. I just wanted to say God is great in a mic. Because as a Muslim, I guess that's something I have to do once a week. <laughs> that's what the media tells me. <laughs> so uh, Gian is a, he, he's an activist. He didn't really tell me that, but he's a white dude from Portland, so I assumed he was. <laughs> you know, that's correct. <laughs> Everyone here is a fucking activist. <laughs> he came to me the other day and was in the kitchen, and he was like, hey, do you want to donate $24 a month for children in Africa? See, here's the thing. I know how to deal with these people in the street, but not in my kitchen. <laughs> because I can't be like, hey, no, I want to help, but I have a job interview, and then go run and sit in the living room. <laughs> that would be so fucking weird. So as like any other reasonable person, I was like, uh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, fuck those children. Uh, <laughs> But here's the thing, I, I am from North Africa, so technically I'm African too, so... And I've been a child for 16 years. Where the fuck is my money? He owed me $5,604. I did the math for this joke. So now he pays for the internet. And all I gotta do is I leave him a post-it note in the fridge telling him how fucked up my day was. So I can take a picture of it, upload it to Instagram with the hashtag blessed, you know? I guess that's why people do it. Okay. Okay, let me speak about something more, uh, more cheerful. I'm a cheerful guy. I like to speak about more cheerful stuff. So uh, police brutality is a big problem. <laughs> Such a major problem. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the news for the past 600 years. <laughs> But here's the thing, in 2015, only almost 700 people got shot by the police. Do you know how many people in Libya, a third world country, got shot by the police in 2015? Zero. No one. Now some people will argue that's because Libya has no police. That's true, but fuck you, that's not the point. I don't know what happened to them, man. They just disappeared one day. People here are like, fuck the police. People in Libya are like, where the fuck is the police? <laughs> I like Portland very, uh, very politically correct, which is cool, but here's the problem. People here try to pronounce food names the same way they think we pronounce them back home. That doesn't work. <laughs> I was at a friend's house the other day and she was having hummus, and this is how we pronounce it, hummus. I was like, hey, uh, can I have some of that? She was like, sure. You want some of my hummus? <laughs> well, no, not anymore. <laughs> or that restaurant in downtown called Habibi. See, Habibi in Arabic means my love, my dear. One of the few nice words we Arabs have. People decided to get called Habibi. Now imagine trying to hit on an Arab girl being like, hey, uh, can I get your number? <laughs> Baby, <laughs> you think you'll get it? Fuck no. <laughs> I have a friend who always asks me questions, and he's like, Hey, Mohammed, you're an Arab. Let me ask you a question about Arabs. And because I represent all of them, I was like, Sure, hit me up. <laughs> 
He's like, why are you guys so mad? Why are you so mad all the time? Why are you so mad? We're like, we're not mad. We just feel like we are underrepresented here because every minority here have their own month, like Black History Month and other months. I don't know, I'm not from here. <laughs> and he's like, you, you guys do have a month? And when he told me what, what, which one was that, I had to convince him for two hours that No Shave November was not an Arab month. <laughs> Okay, I'll end with this one. So, uh, I work in retail. See, by the way, if you believe all lives matter, you've never worked retail before. Because <laughs> fuck those people. People would usually ask me, where are you from? Where are you from all the time? But if I had a dollar for every time I finished a set and someone came to me and was like, hey, uh, I was with the military in the Middle East and here's a story you can use in your set. I would have enough money to go all the way back to Libya, fix the economy, end the conflict, build a very strong army, go all the way back to the US, support the American Revolution against Trump, <laughs> win that shit, leave the country in bits and pieces, and then be like, wow, how did this happen? <laughs> then start a refugee crisis. And then I'm like, mm, I'll take 10,000 of them. And then wait until they come and one of them start doing comedy. And then I would go to them after their set and be like, hey, uh, I was with the military in the US. <laughs> and here's a story you can use in your set. Because life is a cycle. Okay, that's my time. Thank you, everyone. Keep it up, everyone, and Oshaki, ladies and gentlemen. You guys, your next comic coming to the stage. So excited, such a friend of the show, part of the company. Is that a word? That's not how that works. Um, you can, there's an open mic that follows the show. Sometimes this guy, you host that. Um, such a dear friend, so hilarious. Also hosts at Helium Comedy Club. You can check him out there. But he's here right now for you. Give a round of applause for the very funny Jake Silverman. One more time for Joanne. Give it up. Putting this thing together. Had an Arab, now you have a Jew. This is good. Trying to make peace in the world where we can stand on the same stage as long as it's one after the other, apparently. That's how <laughs> me and, and Mohanad talk. It's chill. Um, how's it going? Are you guys good? You guys happy? Yeah, it's a happy day. It's Sunday. Um, I, I'm a straight white guy, uh, my bad, I don't know, are we at the apologizing phase for that? Portland, yes we are, own that shit, of course you are, I'm a straight white guy. Uh, we're having a bit of a crisis right now, white guy crisis, a kind of economics crisis really. Too much supply, not enough demand, you know what I'm saying, no one really wants this shit anymore guys. Not really a fan fave anymore. We're like that brand Fila. Used to be dope like 25 years ago. Now no one fucks with us anymore. It's like, <laughs> you're whack. We don't like you. It's crazy. I don't know. Right now, like, a lot white guys, where every one of us is reaching back in our ancestry, just like, just give me one. Just give me one different one, please. I don't want to be this anymore. I'm rocking my Jewish roots hella hard now, like more than I deserve or should really, but uh, I'm doing it. I'm not trying to lose in the race war coming up, guys. I'm just not trying to do that. I want to jump to the Jew side, the already lost side. You know, I want to lose in the past, not in the future. So 
Jumping from white to Jew is like sinking ship to sunk ship. It's, it's a great move on my part, and I'm going to do that. It's crazy. Ancestry.com is blowing up right now. People are just like, give me one. Come on. It's like fucking crafts, like bet on black or red or anything but this, please. Dear God, I don't want to be this anymore. It's crazy. I think uh, as white guys, the black coolness level has risen to an omega point that we're clearly not going to recover from. I saw a black dude on the bus sucking a pacifier, and he looked immaculate. It was amazing. <laughs> it's just like, he looked so fucking good, dude. I was like, God damn it, in a year I'm going to have to suck a pacifier, and that is not going to look good. I'm not going to look good in a pacifier. We can't help it. We can't help it. We just got to... I feel like that guy got on the bus that day and was just like, I dare you to copy this shit, okay? I fucking dare you to put this pacifier. He's just like, we're drawing a line in the sand. Black people will get pacifiers. Back off. But he should know... That has not stopped white dudes from, co I mean, clearly pacifiers will be a trend. Because, do you remember FUBU, For Us Bias? It was a black clothing brand. That did not stop us. It was in the title. We were just like, we'll still wear those jerseys, okay? There's no reason to stop. They put a color palette in those jerseys, like neon blue. Doesn't look good on pink skin. We're like, it doesn't matter, guys. We're still going to wear it. It's wild shit. The other thing that you see now is like an infighting amongst white people you know we're like since white people are like feeling guilty all the time now which you know fair enough we should be but it's weird you see people dealing with it differently and the big thing now is picking on white people who have dreadlocks that's a big one talking shit about the dreadlocks not a brave move i'll just say that right now pretty easy target i would say to just pick on the dreadlocked folks and also i don't know why anybody has a problem with them they only get people high i don't feel like there's way worse white people to get mad at than fucking the dreadlock community i'm just gonna put that out there i don't know what the fuck they ever did to you guys besides blunt you up and listen to bob marley i don't know why this is a problem but for some reason the dreadlocked community has gotten shit on and it's crazy in a town that has accepted the Nazi haircut. I don't understand why the fuck that the Nazi haircut, no one's critiquing that because all the people who wear it are good looking as fuck, but the dreadlock kids look weird and smell like patchouli oil. But this is some bullshit that the, the Nazi haircut has gone unscathed. It's also interesting that Nazis and the Nazi haircut came back at the exact same time. It's fucking weird to me that two people on the opposite sides of the political spectrum can look the fucking same. That's stupid. We don't need the Nazi haircut, okay? Good looking guys, you can find something else to match your square jawline. Get the fuck off that haircut, all right? Leave that haircut alone back in 1939 where it belongs. Dreadlocks. Who cares about dreadlocks, you fucking pussies? Mm, stealing dreadlocks. Dreadlocks never kids killed six million of my people. That's all I'm saying. I look around here, I'm like, this is like Poland in 1939. What happened? Crazy. Looks so stupid. Hella good looking people with the part. Get the fuck out of here. But okay. I'm just trying to get the Jufro back in sexy style. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that one's ever going to come around. You think it's good? Really? Oh, thank you. I didn't know whatever is like honest about that. But uh, sick. All right. Well, there's one. Building my fucking fan base. One Fro fan at a time. I feel uh, it's, it's a crazy time right now. I don't know if anybody voted for Trump in here. Uh, no one wants to get beat to death in public, obviously, so <laughs> keep that one to yourself. People will go apeshit if you celebrated your freedom the wrong way. Holy shit. <laughs> one way to celebrate that. You did it wrong. You deserve to die. Fuck you.
People taking hella brave stands on Facebook. Good for you guys. That is winning the revolution. <laughs> One like at a time. I swear to God, we'll get there someday. <laughs> Isolate them. Anybody voted for Trump, you don't get to be on my Facebook wall. It's like, big loss, dude. Big loss. No one liked your kids anyways, Frank. So, didn't want to see him. I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't do that. I gifted my vote to my roommate. She was hella amped on voting for Hillary. I was like, you can do it twice. Here's my ballot. Do what you want with it. So, I went down in history as it, but my pen never touched, so it doesn't count. It was like wearing a condom for the ballot, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, I didn't touch that shit. Gave it to her. So that's that. It's crazy. It's crazy times. I'm not a religious person. I know I said I'm Jewish. I do this. I do that just to sound cooler. Um, but I did have a bar mitzvah. I, I knew Hebrew. And then I forgot it because it's an absolute pointless language to know. It's like, you ever met a person on the street? Like, damn, that dude's speaking Hebrew right now. No one. It's just like how Mahanit said hummus. All the words have huh in it. And that's why no one wants to fuck us all the time. And that's why we're a dying species, actually, guys. So if you want to fuck one of us right here, we can make some kids together. Maybe keep this bloodline going for a little bit longer. If not, then uh, you're responsible for the Jews dying out. So <laughs> that's on you guys. I don't know. Help a Jew, fuck me, seriously. Anyways, um, bam, right down. Chill. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not religious. Uh, at any, I think it's, it's not really my game. Religion is not my game. But I do respect uh, the Muslim religion the most, I think, because they're sitting on a pile of fucking merchandise money that they refuse to, to do anything about. It's crazy, dude. They, could, they have a Mickey Mouse right there. You know how many, they have 1.7 billion customers who want Muhammad t-shirts and they're not willing to print those. It's insane. Good for those guys. They're fucking committed to the cause. Conversely, Jesus Christ has eight theme parks. So uh, who's holy? Who's holy? I've seen a Jesus Christ shot glass, okay? You can put well tequila and shove it between spring break titties and that's Jesus for you. But like fucking Muhammad, those motherfuckers are just like, we're not selling, dude. We're not selling. It's crazy. It's awesome. Good for them. I respect them. Muslims obviously also have the, the best two-word catchphrase before they kill anybody. Allah Akbar is dope as shit. No other religion has that. What are Christians going to say? In Jesus' name, it's too wordy. You know what I'm saying? It's too fucking mouthy. My people, the Jews, ah, my sciatica. <laughs> it's like, hey, you can't do that. <laughs> Suck my matzo balls. It's like, this doesn't work. But Allah Akbar, that shit is terrifying. You know, it doesn't matter if you speak the language or not. Like, that's very scary, so... Good on you Muslims for not wanting money and also terrifying people at the same time. I know that wasn't a popular joke, but fuck you. Who cares? I gotta get out of here soon. Um, I'm uh, trying to get better with women. Trying to get better with ladies. Uh, woo! <laughs> woo! Yeah, you do get better. Alright, well, um, I have these boots on, so how much do you think I'm doing, really? How much... <laughs> How much pussy you think I'm really pulling right now with boots like this, okay? But, uh, it's great. I don't know. I found, it's, I, there's certain things that you should know. I'm 29, and I don't know yet. Like, here's, last week, I found out that women use more than one tampon per period. I never knew that. Isn't that fucking insane? I always thought it was one in five days. Exit. Bam. There you go. Apparently, that shit can kill you. I had no idea. I just didn't know that. Terrifying, really. 
this girl I was fucking around with was like, go buy me an 18 pack. I was like, this is a year and a half supply. Why the fuck do you need all these? And where's this tampon money coming from? Jesus Christ. It's really scary. I mean, that should terrify all of you that I could go get someone pregnant tonight and you can't stop that. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I don't know how this works, but I'm going to put a baby in it. And uh, that baby would be on you, the state, because I'm not paying for it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Get out of here. always trying to get laid off the show just always and sometimes it works and he's like he's like you get, you get laid off the show don't you and I'm like no never and he's like he's like I'm at like six I'm like Jesus Christ. he didn't give me a number I made that up also um Jake when you I as soon as you walked up here I was like what the fuck are you doing with those boots and then you mentioned it and I was like okay cool you're self-aware that's good God, podcast listeners, just, I took a picture, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> cyshowcase underscore pdx. Okay, dope. Um, also, shout out to my favorite um, <laughs> audience member, Matt, who always brings me beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, and this one is like the size of like a baby. I'm just gonna hold it on my hip, pretending. Wouldn't that be dope if I just had a jerky baby? Okay. <laughs> It wouldn't be dope if he was scary because I'd still eat it. <laughs> you guys having a good time? Yeah! Awesome, awesome. Uh, your next comic coming to the stage. They are so fucking funny. Um, plug. The 20th of this month. Hashtag not my president. This next comic will be hosting that showcase at the uh, Paris Theater, which used to be a porno theater, but now it's a Paris-themed theater, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Portland, we're so quirky. We just... Also, it's, it's quirky that the porno theater went under. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> but now it's a Paris Theater. It's downtown. Um, so hashtag not my president. Go support that cause. And um, give a round of applause for your next comic. Come to stage starting now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The very, very hilarious Whitney Street, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know that the, the theater is themed like Paris. Uh, it's just called the Paris Theater. Very well cleaned. Hi, how is it going? Alberta Street Pub, woo? Woo! solid woos. Everyone's happy to be here. Did you watch the game? The big game. Uh, just a halftime, right? That's all we ever watch. I just want to put it out there, just to the universe, isn't even a joke. I think it's important. One day, Reggie Watts does the Super Bowl halftime show. Am I right? Do you know who he is? Am I right? Yes, okay. It's a magical thing, magical thing for you all. All right. That was great. Great start. <laughs> Off to an excellent start. Uh, are you, uh, did you hear that it might snow again tonight? <laughs> it's like the most horrifying thing. I'm really afraid of it. Uh, I don't think it actually will snow tonight, but I have been... I, 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 I still have jokes about the last time it snowed. Can I tell them? Is that okay? Have we moved on? Or can we still... I can, <laughs> I was glad that, I mean, I didn't like the snow, but I definitely, I tried to like think of games, ways to enjoy myself in the snow while I was out and about walking around. Uh, I made up a game that uh, I called Yellow Snow, dog or drunk. And <laughs> you just guess, you know, to take in all the factors, the location, the pattern, you know. It's a pretty gross game, but uh, it's kind of funny. It's like, that was by a bus stop, it's a drunk, you know. <laughs> 
I don't know what's going on there. Drunk dog. Like that. <laughs> it's a fun game to play. I don't like the snow. Obviously, none of us liked the snow. Uh, we were all traumatized by the snow. But I did appreciate something about the snow the last time, and that it was that it, uh, it forced Portlanders to accept the fact that there are some problems that we simply cannot passive-aggressively tweet away. <laughs> Like, it didn't matter how many hashtags, how many at Ted Wheelers, make it melt. He never made it melt. And I think it's good to me. Be clear on the limitations of our power. Things are great. Uh, things are great in the world, right? Things are pretty, pretty fucking great, yeah? Doing awesome. Just good. Just great. I, f I feel a little stymied as a comedian, and I touch the stand for support, because... I feel like, see, supported. I hate, I hate now, I hate now for so many reasons, but one of them is that I like try to write jokes about what are happening. I'm not like a comedian, like a political comedian per se, but I'm a sort of topical comedian. And I feel like things are happening so fast that there's no human way to write jokes about them. Because you're like in the middle of writing a joke and then you like hear like four other terrible things have happened. Like, <laughs> there's no time to recoup. You know, uh, the good news is nothing that's happening is funny. <laughs> it's great. It's a great time to be alive. I do think I, I like that. I do like that we're seeing lots of protests. Have, has anybody been protesting? Has anybody been out in the streets? Some people have. Good. Good on you. It's great. I love it. I love that there are just protests like happening around. You know, like they we're just in a, in a time of protest in the street protests because of mode. Like I was on a bus the other day. I was going across the bridge, and this lady on the bus. We were looking outside, and there's this like whole bunch of people, and the lady on the bus was so excited about them and she was like oh look it's another protest well oh good for them you know good for them they're making their voices heard good for oh yeah you go you go people and she was so proud I did not have the heart to tell her that it was just the blazers again getting out <laughs> she was like they're even color coordinated look at it I'm like yeah <laughs> they really care <laughs> you don't want to extinguish anybody's hope these days you know let her have it let her have that I'd like, I do appreciate the ways that we're seeing opposition to the various things that are happening. I like that a lot. Like when the Muslim ban happened uh, just one week ago, can you believe it? It wasn't a month and a half, it was like eight days. But uh, lots of people came out in opposition to it, obviously. Lots of tech companies issued statements about it. You know, Apple was very against it. Intel made a statement against it. Google did. Um, Facebook didn't make a statement against it, but they did add a number of new emojis <laughs> to the site. I don't know if you noticed them, but they added one that was disgusted <laughs> and one that was horrified <laughs> and then just one that looked like the wow symbol. Ah, but it's just a silent scream. <laughs> I feel like that's their way of contributing, that they also feel horrified by things. And I like that. Appreciate that a lot. Things are horrifying. I do appreciate also, I appreciate that Portland has like actually got its shit together and started protesting with like actual anger, you know, as opposed to what it was doing before, which was just kind of showing up and being like, meh. Like, did it, I don't know if anybody attended protests prior to the last couple months in Portland, but they were all very, I mean, they're not mad. <laughs> you know, there's just sort of there's sort of gatherings, you know, like less, you know, calm. This is not Portland's fault, by the way. Like, this is not the protest fault because everything in Portland is very passive aggressive. We are the passive aggressive center of the known universe, right? That's what I expected of you to say. That's what I expected from you. Because <laughs> you're passive aggressive. Like <laughs> 
That's how we do it here. Like, I feel like all the stop signs in Portland should end in question marks. <laughs> you know, like, were you gonna stop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> totally was. <laughs> oh, were you gonna stop war? Ah, you know? <laughs> Let me get home first. <laughs> Got things to do. I don't know. Like, this is an example that I, I, that I noticed uh, a few times. Um, so, I don't know if anybody here has attended this particular event, uh, but during, during Gay Pride Week, uh, in many cities, not just Portland, in lots and lots of cities, there's one particular event uh, that is called the Dyke March. Has anybody heard of this? It's great. It's great. I'm allowed to say it. It's okay. I know people who march, so... <laughs> I know, and it's great, and it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just, it's, it's people who are dykes, and they're marching, and it's amazing, and it's usually like this very, like, ah, we're here, we're queer, we're fabulous, get used to it. You know, like, that's what it's like in most other cities, but in Portland, it's really, ah, it's less of a dyke march and more of a bi-curious amble. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of anger behind it. Like, everyone's just sort of wandering in the streets being like, we're here, we're queer. Get used to it. And then everyone just yells back, we're already used to it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this just lacks the oomph that you want in a protest action. And so that's what it's like. That's what it's been like. Like I went to the, you know, like the Occupy protests. I've been, I've been to a number of, like, you know, whatever. I don't even remember what I was protesting, but like I was certainly upset. And <laughs> it was certainly important. And I noticed that, like, at least prior to the last three months, where people have been really genuinely angry, all of the protests prior to that in Portland felt very much like zombie walks. You know. <laughs> Like, did you ever attend the zombie walks? It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like a dyke march. Like, it's zombies and they're walking. Like, that's kind of where it's at. People just dress up as zombies and then they're like, brains. And it's fun. Like, because brains. I don't know. <laughs> it's, but Portland, it was very whimsical. Portland liked to do it. People would come out and by the hundreds, you know, like flood the streets. Zombies of all, you know, shades and colors. They were all, they were all pretty dead. But like, zombies. And it, and it was pretty fun. But they got huge. Like in Portland, there was actually a couple of zombie walks that were so large that they themselves began to resemble actual protests. Like they got so big that one year I saw a small counter protest at the zombie walk, which was surprising to me. Uh, upon closer examination, it was just a small, really confused group of pro-life activists <laughs> standing with their signs, looking at each other. Like, are we mad about this? <laughs> Is this the culture of death? I don't, I don't know. I think we're mad. <laughs> I think we're upset. But then they had the big signs with the dead babies on them, you know, so they just blended right into the zombie walk. And <laughs> nobody even knew they were mad. <laughs> it was all very Portland. <laughs> it was all very appropriate. So I'll get out of here on this. But, uh, so I, 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 I do feel like you know, it's important to look at the specific issues that your community is facing, and you know, police brutality is a pretty uh, big issue in lots of lots of cities, literally everywhere <laughs> across the United States. And Portland has our own share uh, of police issues, but there is there are, there, are, there are some things to be said about the Portland police. You know, it's a very green, uh, it's a very environmentally friendly force. You know, a very green blue, a sort of turquoise kind of police force. Uh, I don't know if anybody has heard their newest uh, slogan of the Portland police, but it's, save a tree, plant a gun. It's really nice. <laughs> it's not actually their motto, don't worry, but 
It's a thing. So I've been trying to, you know, pay attention, paying attention. There was a one particularly strange incident with the police uh, that happened a few years ago. I don't know if anybody remembers it, uh, but there was there was a there was a group of people at a bus stop, and the police ended up shooting a young woman, like a twelve year old woman, girl, person, like in the in the body, very at close range with a beanbag gun. Does anyone remember it? Yeah. Good. He lived here. All of us moved here since then. But <laughs> I get it. But yeah, it was this weird, it was a terrible thing. And, and like, what was weird to me about it particularly was the weapon used, which was a beanbag gun. Like, what in the hell is that? Like, I had to look it up some more, I had to find out more about it, and it turned out it's supposed to be one of these, like, less than lethal weapons. Less than lethal because we have not killed anybody with it yet, I think. Like, I don't know how you classify that as, as less, I don't know how you think you're gonna shoot someone with a beanbag and it not, like, seriously injure them at best, you know? Like, at worst, it's, it's gonna be bad. And so I, I, I read more, they're designed to be used at protests. Like, that was, they were designed to be used at. And I, I don't understand how the makers of this gun think it's gonna work. This is my only theory. This is what I think they might have pictured happening in a protest when using a beanbag gun. So, so picture the protest, you know, you got the, the, the marches in the front, you know, with the signs, you know, like, more, more, no more, I don't know what they're but they're very mad here we're mad and united front and you know the police show up and they're like the beanbag gun and they're like they take aim and you're ready and they go and all the protesters stop and they gently lay down their signs and then one runs up to the front protest stops in its tracks hacky sack everyone comes together it's peaceful, everything stops, it's amazing. Like, that's the only way that I feel like it could possibly happen. I don't really think that's happening in any way. Hey, you guys have been fun. Thanks a bunch. Bye. Whitney Freed, ladies and gentlemen. Let Whitney hear it. Did you guys ever fuck with Hacky Sack? Yeah? No, well, I was always, I was always that girl. I was like, I'm gonna like, get me a chest doll, because I thought I was sexy in sixth grade. Anyways, we already talked about that. Okay, cool. Super sexy in sixth grade. Remember talking about pus and tonsils? Great. Okay, you paying attention? <laughs> Two more comics. You guys in this to win this? Yeah! Yay! We've been having a great Sunday night. Dope. Uh, your next comic coming to the stage. Such a staple in the community is also not only a comic and writer, um, now an author, um, a young teen love novel. Is it a novel? I don't know what novel means. It is. It's called Unwrap My Heart. And it's actually a Powell's. They featured it because he's that dope and their local favorite. So go get it. Go pick it up there or online. It's really good. I have a copy. You guys, give a warm welcome for the very, very funny Mr. Alex Falcone. <laughs> You guys know that genre, young teen love novel? What the fuck? <laughs> Have you never seen books before, Joanne? <sighs> romance is what they're called. I wrote a romance novel. It doesn't matter. It's about a mummy. Anyway, let's just talk. <sighs> Thank you guys for braving the snow. <laughs> Supposed to be a bad one today, right? Yeah, it's another one of those. Remember the, the last one was the first time when it, we had like a foot of snow. It was the first time I've ever been in, in Portland when they like undersold a snowstorm. You, it was like underhyped. Did you notice that? It, we, the week before it snowed a half inch, people abandoned their cars. They rescheduled a Blazers game, which is an indoor sport. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
I feel like, and then, and then they didn't care about it. it was a foot, and like everyone was like, huh. And then this time it was like, oh, we're gonna all gonna die again, and it rained a little. Uh, my wife is really into snow globes, so I made her a Portland snow globe this year. It's like a normal snow globe. Uh, it's got a little city in it with a little school, and you flip it over and shake it, uh, and no snow falls, but the school closes anyway. <laughs> Uh, slow news week. <laughs> Normally really political, but there's not much going on right now. It's tough. No, that's, the, that's probably the last time I'm going to talk about it. I, the world is like a bag of nightmares that someone set on fire, and I, I feel like it's an artist's responsibility to talk about it. It's just not I'm, not... I'm not good enough. Like I For like 10 years, I've been writing about dairy products, and now... All of a sudden, I'm supposed to talk about really important shit, and I'm just not ready for it. So, uh, you guys fuck with milk? <laughs> I, uh, I found, actually, I, this, is, this is almost political. I talk about milk, because uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Whole Foods, and a guy tried to talk me out of buying milk. Do you know people do that? I know I don't look like I can afford Whole Foods. Good, good catch. I, I was having a cereal emergency. It was the closest place. Busted open my 401k. Went to invest in some milk. That's just a joke. I don't have a 401k. But I, uh, I'm in Whole Foods, and I reach, and as I'm reaching out, a complete stranger goes, Excuse me, sir. Are you a baby cow? <laughs> yeah. It took me a while to answer, because uh, even though I'm not, I had not had breakfast yet. I was not prepared to solve a riddle from the dairy wizard. <laughs> I was hoping for just like a normal cash transaction. Before I can think of anything funny to say, he goes, then why are you buying cow's milk? You know, we're the only species that drinks another species milk. You guys are underreacting. Have you heard this before? There's a thing vegans say. I'd never heard this before. Um, fun fact. It's not true. Um, I looked it up. I didn't know that. I never heard of it, but I've looked it up, and it's not even a little bit true. It turns out animals fucking love milk. That's what I've learned. Like, there's a species of ant that lives exclusively on aphid milk. There's a species of bird called the red-billed oxpecker, which is not as much fun as it sounds. And it lives on the back of impalas, and when they are lactating, it climbs down and drinks directly from their teeth. The point is, in, in nature... Everything likes free calories. Nothing is like reading Peter Singer and then being dicks to each other at a watering hole. That's not how animals work. There's also a video, if you guys are really into this, there's a video uh, of uh, a zoo in China where they dressed uh, little piglets up as tigers and then had them drink directly from a mother tiger. Because zookeepers in China have some weird kinks. But it's... Uh, it's good fun. Anyway, I didn't know any of this at the time, though, so I just assumed he wouldn't lie to me. So I was like, oh, yeah. Um, aren't we also the only species that eats pop rocks? <laughs> We've had a lot of cool ideas animals haven't thought of, is my point. We've got a lot of cool shit that we do. You know, like uh, cows have never tried water skiing or Game of Thrones or reverse cowgirl, and they should have seen that one coming. It's got their name on it. Bonus joke, the problem with reverse cowgirl, you never see that one coming. All right, don't worry about it. We're just going to move. Don't groan. That was a free joke. You got 12. You got the free one. You can't be upset. Anyway, I don't want to fight with the guy, right? I've got dry Cheerios, so I'm like, fine. Just tell me where I can get some human milk.
Zupans, it turns out. Yeah. I had never checked before. No, he wanted me to buy almond milk. That was his whole crusade, almond milk, which is weird, because he didn't look like a baby fucking almond. Some bullshit. I could do one about cream cheese now. I mean, really, I'm like, I have a yogurt thing someone specifically asked me not to do today because they've heard it too many times. This is the point. This is what I write about. A comedian actually introduced me recently as the Fred Meyer of Portland comedy. This is just... This is what I am. It's not a bad analogy. I am nobody's first choice, but I'm well-lit and full of snacks. And... Uh, recently renovated, I used to be smaller. have been getting bigger. I've been trying to lose weight a little bit recently, and I, I went to a gym for the first time, which is so embarrassing, because I hadn't gone to a gym since I was like in high school, and I went, I didn't know how it worked, and I was, I was really worried people were gonna make fun of me. Like, I don't know how the, like, I, the first time I went in, I didn't know that you had to pedal the elliptical to turn it on. Um, so I was just like trying to find the button for a while, and then I was like, oh, this one's broken. And so I went to the next one, and it too was broken. And there's like a whole row of people who are like stopped watching C-SPAN because there's just an idiot on the ellipticals. <laughs> so embarrassing. I don't. I like when I was done with a weight machine, I would put the pin back down, just so that the next person wouldn't judge a stranger. I don't know. I was just really worried. And then I got into the locker room, and there was an old guy using the uh, hand dryer to blow dry his nuts. <laughs> And it made me feel better. It was like, not everyone here cares about appearances. <laughs> Live every day like it could be your last. Blow your, dry your balls like no one's watching. That's the lesson that I have for you guys. It's not always about you. Uh, sometimes people see me on the street and they like recognize me from, from comedy and they're like, hey, I saw you at a show. You're super funny. Just thought you guys should know people say that. <laughs> I went to the dentist recently. Do you guys like the dentist? Does any, someone's gotta like the, de I like the dentist. You like the dentist? You like the dentist? I, there's always one or two. I, I like it. I don't know. Uh, I feel so clean. Also, I really like it because it's like a time I can feel like an eccentric, an eccentric millionaire. You know, I can walk in and be like, please, Glenn, just clean a very small part of my body. Just the molars today, Glenn. That's funny. All right, that one's weird. You're right. <laughs> and then Glenn has to put his hands in my mouth. It's really fun. You're right, I'll do better. Um, I, uh, I have a little girl at home. That's a weird way to say that. My wife is very short. Um, I have a petite adult at home. That's all there is to that one. In a glory hole situation, hear me out. Who receives the glory? That's all I want to know. It's a weird term for that. Glory, right? You mean like the Iliad? You guys know the Iliad, right? Uh, epic poem about glory, you know, saving your countrymen, uh, fighting evil, dying on the field of battle. Uh, glory hole is similar to that. It's where you put your peen through the wall and hope someone's nice to it. I can see how you'd make the comparison. It's very similar. <laughs> I, obviously, I've never been in a situation to glorify. Look at me. Uh, but I... I just, I would be afraid. I'm afraid, right? It just feels like it's set up for a prank. It's like the, the, the adult version of that thing you did in fourth grade on Halloween where you're gonna be like, is this a stranger's mouth or some cold spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> I 
divisive. I like that. That was kind of... It was a big jump from the gym joke. I know. I have to go. Um, this isn't strong enough to end on. Um, I, uh, because I've been getting bigger, I had to sell some of my old small clothes. You guys ever sell clothes to Buffalo Exchange? Have you guys done that? Yeah? I, I feel like you can... Well, first, let me ask you guys. Are they dicks to everybody or am I special? Everybody? I feel like you can turn down the attitude, Buffalo Exchange. I recognize they're bad clothes. That's why I put them in a garbage bag and brought them here to your little trash boutique. These are my worst clothes. In fact, your whole business is people's worst clothes. How are you so judgy? No one goes to their closet, picks up their favorite outfit, and is like, I wonder what the fashion raccoons will give me for this one. So just give me $2 and let me go home, Allegra. All right, my name is Alex. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night and buy my book. You guys, there. Um, this is a free showcase. Have you had a good time thus far? Woo! Awesome. Uh, preemptively, um, want you to think about getting your dollars out because after your headlining comic, I'm gonna come around with the tip jar and uh, so we can pay everybody, especially Randall in the sound booth. Round of applause. He's the one that makes the magic happen for this to become a podcast. And so, if you guys had a good time, you can uh, share this with your friends and family from near and far. You know the drill. Great. You guys. Um, your next comic coming to the stage is a Portland OG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got it, we got it. Yeah. Portland OG. Love working with this human every time she is around in town. First time on this show, though. So excited. You guys give a round of applause for the very hilarious Susan Rice. <laughs> Christ, that was a performance getting up here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking move your legs there, long boy. There you go. That's right. You're going to help my ass down, so don't leave. <laughs> You're all going, is she homeless? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Nice to see everybody here. Let's have a hand for everybody you saw tonight. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love the name of the show, Control Yourself, which was, explains about the first eight years of my comedy career. <laughs> now it means a whole different thing. <laughs> yes, there's going to be some old lady shit talked about, okay? <laughs> I'll fluff my hair so my ass looks smaller. <laughs> I, uh... So <laughs> this has been... <laughs> you know, I'm really not allowed on Alberta after 7 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> I don't have a bike or a dog. So... <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of banned from this and Hawthorne. <laughs> Hawthorne, you have to have underarm hair, too, and that's a bitch. I, don't, I got that, so that's okay. Sounded judgy, didn't it? 
<laughs> no, it's fine. I don't care. I, uh, <laughs> I'm all dressed up. Got my <laughs> purple pants. I, uh, <laughs> I know. This has been, um, I was going to tell you, I'm sorry I'm sitting down, I, and I, I, I do have a hard time getting up on the stage. Um, I'm, um, I got hit by a car, yeah, a couple of years ago, which tells you just how good a healer I am. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was in front of Powell's Bookstore uh, crossing the street. I was around, uh, yeah, it was a beautiful summer morning, you know, and I was crossing right there in front of Powell's going across Burnside, 10th Avenue is right here. And I'm crossing this, you know, and I'm, I'm standing there, I'm standing there waiting for, I'm standing there waiting for the light because I'm not a runner. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, and you know what you do, you know what you do, you're, you're crossing here, you got a street here, you, when the light, you can check, you're going to check, I'm checking 10th Avenue, no, 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 nobody's coming, here comes the light, okay, here we go, I'm going across the street, and, uh, and that guy turned turned left, turned left right, and and he and he hit me, and I went down, and I got back up, you know, because <laughs> weebles wobble. <laughs> and then and then that then that fucker hit me again. <laughs> yeah, and I, I that time I stayed down. <laughs> I mean, it's a very strange. It's very strange to be. Laying on Burnside involuntarily. You know. <laughs> Honey, I lived through the 60s and the 70s. I've been on that street voluntarily. <laughs> but, but I'm laying there thinking, oh my God, I just got hit by a car. T twice. <laughs> twice. I think this guy knows me. <laughs> weirdest thing in the world and I'm laying there thinking oh my god well maybe wait, wait, maybe maybe the firemen will come <laughs> <laughs> and it would be so hot they have to take their coats off <laughs> no nobody came nobody nobody came guy that got the guy that hit me didn't even get out of the car he rolled the window down <laughs> I know when I saw this I thought there's not a lot of insurance involved in that automobile <laughs> And he leans out the window and he goes, oh, geez, I didn't see you. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> You'd be the first guy since eighth grade that didn't, you know. <laughs> you know. I mean, these girls used to stop traffic, but they, they've been laying down on the job for several years now. So they, I can't get any traction out of them anymore. <laughs> You guys are looking at me going, is she medicated? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and if you're packing, what do you got? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm all for mixing meds. Anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you something too. <laughs> As I've gotten older, you know how you greet your friends? Hi, how are you? Yeah, you get to a certain age, you stop saying that altogether. <laughs> Because unless you've got hours, you know, 
<laughs> I can't ask my friends anymore. Hi, how are you? Because they'll go on and on. <laughs> you know, well, you know, hell, I got a prostate that's enlarged. Which, well, drop your pants. Let's take a look at that bad boy. I'll be the judge. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and you know, I catch myself doing the same thing. I am now the old lady. I usually I forget that I'm older, and I'm. Uh, there's times that I'm just. I'm sharp like I was in a, when I was 20, just wham, 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 you know. And then there's times when, you know, like at New Seasons the other day, I went back to my car and cried because I had just explained why I was buying a can opener to, to, to the clerk. <laughs> I had to go back in and give her 10 bucks. I go, I'm sorry, that's five minutes of your life you're never going to get back. <laughs> terrible <laughs> and I have I find myself having problems I have problems especially in the grocery store I have tons of problems in the grocery store I do I, I you know I my patience level is about this don't you fucking yawn <laughs> get some sleep for God's sakes you guys oh I can stay up till three and get up at six <laughs> That's what I used to do. Look at me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm out of here and you should be in bed. Anyway, I, I, what was I? Oh, yeah, it was a grocery store. You know, I, have you ever been around somebody? Like, I don't know. There's just so flippant. There's a, there's a clerk at my grocery store who thinks it's cute to, to, to flirt with old gals. You know, he's a young kid, and, and when I say young kid, he's probably in his late 20s. He's pretty young. And he, hey, hey, hi, hi, you good looking. This kind of shit, you know. <laughs> and, and it just irritates the hell out of me. And he always thinks he's being so cute, you know. And the other day, you know, I caught him off guard because he, hey, how are you, beautiful? When are we going to go out? Oh, shut up. And so he, he starts, he goes, what can I help you with today? And I said, well, I'd like to know what love is. <laughs> I'd like you to show me. He's like, okay. He gets real <laughs> You see, I can get away with that because I stop combing the back of my hair. People just think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> You know, it just works. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I have another guy at the grocery store that I really like, but I can't go through his line because uh, he's, East, he's East Indian and he has a very beautiful accent. He speaks very rapidly and he speaks very low. He's a low talker. And I don't always catch what he's saying. And I know I've agreed to shit that I have no idea what I've agreed to. So he, I, I couldn't I couldn't avoid it the other day. And he's coming through. The, I get through his line and I'm just going, okay, just, you know, smile and be nice, you know. And he's just talking away, talking away, talking away. And then he's ringing up stuff. And I looked at it. And I went, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. I, get, I think I get a, dis, there's a discount on that. And he looked at me and this is what I heard. He said, oh, are you retarded? <laughs> Excuse me? Are you retarded? <laughs> well, there's never been testing. 
it took me it took I got back to my car and realized he said retired. Oh shit, he said retired. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's just so stupid. And I get crazy. I get crazy in the grocery line. You ever just lose your the, talking on the phone in, in the store. You know, I don't mind people talking on the phone in the store. You know, but it should be a conversation that you can have out loud in front of people. You know, just, do we need this? Did Did you pick up the kids? What else do we need? Did you? You know, that that's a phone call at the grocery store. No, no, I'm standing in line the other day, and I got stinky guy in front of me. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> and I am not talking about a homeless person. I would not judge their life. Their life is hard enough, and I wouldn't judge them or stand in back of them in a hall, you know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, and he's bitching about the bottle machine didn't give me enough money, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, take a bath, get a job. So, you know, but then I said that out loud because I didn't know that I said it out loud. So then I had to buy him beer, you know. And so, he cleaned up good, though, you know what I'm saying? He gave me a little ride home, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cougar. <laughs> no, I'm more like a platypus, really. <laughs> Low to the ground and do well in water. <laughs> I think there needs to be a new category. I'm a grand cougar. <laughs> I do. I just bring them home and feed them and then tell them to live up to their potential. <laughs> I think that's fair. I got. I just got the lie. I don't know what I'm gonna tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I want to tell you just a little bit about Portland comedy. You've seen some good comics. I hope you, there's more comics coming up tonight. I was one of Portland's first back in 1983. And yeah, one person claps, the rest of you were not raised right. Jesus, God. So anyway, it's been a great journey and I still work a lot. I still do a lot of stand-up. Because I've injured so much, I'm not able to travel as much as I used to. But um, uh, I have another job also. I'm a parent's caretaker. Yeah, they're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Told them where we're getting ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Payback's a bitch. <laughs> You know, it's really difficult. <laughs> and you're doing the math. Yes, I'm old, and yes, my parents are really old. They're in their mid-90s, and they're there. They're there they're every fucking day. They're there. <laughs> they just wake up happy that they woke up, you know? <laughs> I'm like the cruise director. Ooh, what are we doing today? Oh, we're going to Costco. They're having a twofer on coffins. Let's measure. <laughs> They're it's difficult. I mean, you know, I mean, my dad will do anything I ask him to do. My mother's a different story. She's your mother, you know, and she's right there all the time. And she is, I got to change your meds the other day. I go, Ma, you got to take this pill. No. <laughs> mother, this is a new one. You got, no, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> 
if I was going to kill you, I wouldn't use stool softener, okay? <laughs> she's, 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 she, I'm crazy. She's insane. She's, I take her to the grocery store the other day. We get back to the car. She's got a dog with her. I go, Ma, where'd the dog come from? He was waiting. Ma, he has a leash. It's a rescue. I go, Ma, you see the guy running towards us? I think that's his dog. She's insane. One more mom joke, then I gotta go. Not even a joke. It's just, you know, and I wanna tell you something. If you, if you have your mother in your life, every single one of you get, you enjoy going home and sitting at the table late at night and talking to your mom. There's nothing, and it doesn't change. I mean, when I have a chance to make this 95-year-old woman happy, I just, I relish the thought. The other night I brought home this bottle of wine. I said, Ma, sit down. We're going to have a conversation. She looked at me. She goes, you're dying. <laughs> I said, no, 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 Ma. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm dying. <laughs> no, no. Well, No, I started dating again. Oh my God, that's a miracle. <laughs> I said, you're right, you must bring the young man home. I said, no, no more young man, there's a court order, remember? <laughs> and you know, is it? <laughs> And it's, I've been hit on, I'm getting hit on, and I've never been, I mean, it's, you know, it's the weirdest thing in my life, because I've lived on the road for years, and I've lived my life the way, and yes, you know, I've had relationships and stuff, but I'm just like, this is not the time I want to get hit on, but I, well, I work a lot of casinos, you know, and those, well, those boys love me. Come here. <laughs> And this guy comes over, the honest to God, I was down at Chinook Wins a couple weeks, a couple months ago, and this guy comes over to me, all the, everything, he comes over and goes, I want to tell you something. Okay. Puts his arm around me, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. I'm going to tell you something. Okay. You're a beautiful woman. Well, thank you. I'd like to take you to dinner. Okay, where should we go? Well, can you drive at night? <laughs> okay, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> sure, my mom's birthday's coming up, too. It's difficult. It's difficult. What do you buy a 95-year-old woman besides something soft and absorbent? <laughs> For Mother's Day, I got her a, I got her a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, called a spa day. <laughs> We did it together. <laughs> this is where I, where I gotta go. 
See, they didn't get they didn't give it to me in my last joke, so fuck them. I'm staying. <laughs> Think I came out in the rain just for the fucking fun? Come on! Guys gotta bring it. <laughs> you gotta have a colonoscopy, you gotta have it. Yeah, it's the best drug you'll ever take in your life. Oh my God. When I was there, I, I, the first time I had it, I was like, oh my God, look at this. I'm so scared, I don't know this guy. And I kept telling, they gave me a Valium, I go, can I have two? Oh no, no. So I took the Valium, I said, now when they do the thing, I'm gonna be able to talk to him. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take it, okay, I'm taking it. So he can't, I, I mean, this is, it's that propopanol, it's what killed Michael Jackson, it's great shit. Anyway. <laughs> And you're laying there, and you just, and you're kind of in this daylight thing. And I'm thinking, he's got. I want to call, talk to him. And he, he comes in. And I go, Doc, hey, Doc, hey, Doc, hey, 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 Jude, don't be afraid. Doc, listen, 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 shh, listen, 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 listen. When you're up there, would you look for the barbecue? <laughs> I gotta go. Take care. Susan Rice, ladies and gentlemen. Let her hear it. You guys saw comedy gold tonight. Round of applause for all the comics that you saw this evening. Amazing. We do the show every Sunday. This is the podcast. You can find it on uh, iTunes.